Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I'm JT and I'm here with my man, Joey. Hey, what's up guys? Uh, have we said Happy New Year already? I don't think we have. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, fam. That's it's awesome. 2023 now. Yeah. We're loving it. We um, made it. Y2K was, was a hoax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here we are, 23 years later. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you just say? Eat that Mayan calendar. <laughs> <laughs> when you come to the New Year, you know, people do New Year's resolutions, they do goals, they do a bunch of stuff. It's not bad to take stock of the year that was and then also just think about what are we doing this year. So the thing I'm thinking about is what am I working on to get better at jiu-jitsu? This is something that's important to me. Can I just interject there that there's there's a lot of shit that gets hung on New Year's resolutions. Sure. I find in the – maybe it's in our realm like the fitness space. Yeah. People like uh, – you know, like I don't know. They just – people hang shit on it. Sure. Um, and I'll, I'm just going to go out there and say – I set goals every fucking new year. Well, I haven't done for the last couple of years because of baby and shit. Sure. But generally, it's a period that I use for reflection and sure. for goal setting and it works extremely well for me. Definitely. I think that there's a bit of talk, like setting like really loose and unconsidered resolutions is whack. Yes. Like the idea of just going, you know what, I'm just not going to eat as much shit food this year and I'm going to get in shape. That doesn't really specify anything. Too generic. But I also think it's we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, do we? No, definitely not. And I think the problem is people are maybe ate too much, drank too much, and they've got the guilt between Christmas and New Year and they're like, oh, I've got to do something about this, you know. But the action plan isn't there. I think that's the thing. People say stuff and it's, it's, it's kind of culturally ingrained like, hey, what are you doing? Like it's cool to have the chat, but people are not actually um, necessarily making a plan and, and taking action. And so that's really the topic of discussion today is what are you working on? And this is all around how you're going to get your jiu-jitsu game better this year. What are you focused on? And, you know, we've touched on this a couple of times with um, learning jiu-jitsu and setting goals and things. But, I mean, I know personally my focus for this year, and I know, Joey, that you were saying uh, later last year, and more recently, what you've been focused on. What's your jam? What are you into? <clears throat> well, I suppose on the, uh, the year thing, my jiu-jitsu goals this year were just to – and I think this might have been the case last year, but I didn't do it – add a third session. Oh, okay. Add a third training session. And I actually want to make that a drilling session. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm just – because I, I don't drill. And ah, y'all, yes. y'all who listen to this know me. I don't fucking drill, man. I just show up and bang. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. boom. <laughs> um, and so uh, it's time to grow up and to become a responsible black belt. Oh, so I'm going to – yeah, so I'm like, all right, I need to start doing – no, yeah, drilling, just working on shit yeah. outside of a class environment. So that's my goal for jiu-jitsu this year. And I'm sure for some people listening, they're like – it's a fucking third session, bro. How hard is that to manage? <laughs> yeah, well, There's just a lot going on. If you have two businesses, a family, a training group, an, an app, like <laughs> it's you, true. you got plenty going on. Yeah. And I got the strap. 
You do. I got nothing to prove. Yeah. This is what I keep telling the fucking lowly brown belts that train me. <laughs> I'm like, they're like, oh, Joey, Joey, something. I'm like, bitch, I got the fucking black belt, all right? You, you make it to the holy land and then you tell me what's up. <laughs> it's like my grandma, my, my grandma who, rest in peace, she made it to be 99. Um, huh. my, my sister one time stayed with her and my grandma said to her, go get me the ice cream container. This is when she was about 94. And my sister was like, Nana, you've already eaten two bowls of ice cream. She's like, hey, bitch, you, you get to 93 and then you tell me what's going on with the ice cream. In the meantime, you bring me the freaking ice cream. That's and mad. Katie was like, I can't argue with that. Yeah, it's gangster. <laughs> you know, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, but so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of really the, the thing that, that I'm like, all right, let's get that going this year. And when I say get that going, I'll be like, organize it now, this month, and then for the rest of the year, I'm doing three sessions. See it through. In terms of what I'm working on in JIT, uh, I've been focusing on Nogi. You have? And that's, I've really enjoyed that. I've liked the way that it's just simplified what I'm, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I was finding it increasingly difficult to manage Gi and Nogi. Yes. When you hear that, it, you know, it, it really is – it depends on where you're at in your journey. I don't think – I wouldn't say that to like a white belt. No. You know, or, or a blue. or whatever. But for me at this – at the age that I'm at, the, the interest I have in it, sort of where my passions are, I'm like, you know what, I just want to zero in on this aspect of the game. Yep. Get good at that. What I've been working on of late, uh, which I've been really enjoying a lot, is passing. Nice. And this has been guided by some of my training partners at Gracie Balmain. Sure. Shout out to Lockie, who I've mentioned on other episodes – Really good purple belt there. Great guy. He was the one I was talking about how we would go to war with each other. Yes. And we still do, but we both made a gentleman's agreement. Hey, let's let's go less to war and let's, let's like work with each, each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is which is great because he doesn't he'll hook me as much as he used to. Um he so he's been working on um the Gordon Ryan style of passing. And Why it's not? basically just like not allowing any leg entanglement. Yep. And it's using your head and it's this idea of like where it's been, where I found it really impactful is that my my typical thing was always get past the legs and then get like chest to chest side control. Sure, always. And I and off that I've started. Well, I started a long time ago, but I've always used like an underhook and a cross face. Sure. To pass with as well. So sure. I, I've started to find actually sometimes I don't need to pass the legs. I just get cross face underhook, and then I can like knee cut from that or. Sure. Just pressure the fuck out of them until they let me pass, right? Yes, doesn't work on <laughs> on doesn't work on on people who are just like fucking refusing to let me pass. Yes, but also on I find on smaller people works really well on bigger people. Sure, you know, and it's this interesting thing of like levers and space and whatnot. Mm. You have the space with a bigger person, you do, or like someone my size. Yeah, but someone that's a bit small, they just fucking ball up it's and tight. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Lockie's brother, when I did it to him, he he loves that. He's like. He's like pressure past me, and you, you 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 put it on. Motherfucker put me in a um. What did he put me in? He put me in a calf crush. Oh, I'm like got this. I'm like squashing the shit. I'm like this guy's gonna. This guy's crumbling. He's dying. While he's just cinching up a fucking calf crush. For, and yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, you know. But so anyway, that it the that style of passing I realized has big flaws in it. Yes, still use it, but. Has some big holes. And so the whole Gordon Ryan thing that they've been working on, I'm not trying to give props to the king because, sure. you know, whatever. I love he his, does, he, love he his does jiu-jitsu. does not need them. <laughs> That's right. I think he's doing okay. He's just fine. Um, but the, I'm sure you'd be familiar with it. It's like you kind of, 
you kind of get past the legs. Yep. But you go to this J Point camp. Man, this is all so. And you I just, just recently out there. I recently trained at Sydney West Martial Arts. Much respect. It's a great gym. Uh, Luke, who's the head coach there, he wasn't there. He was still on holidays. But uh, I'll take a break, mate. No, well, I mean, he. I think no, he's a gym owner. He deserves a holiday. No, I actually think he was teaching seminars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so okay. I don't actually think he was on holidays. He was working just somewhere else. <laughs> so Dave, uh, uh, Dave Stolly. I, I sorry, I forget his last name. Oh, uh, young fella, Stolescu or something. Stolescu. He's yep. very good. Uh, he's a brown belt, very new brown belt, tearing up, causing problems over overseas, beating a lot of big names. Uh, and I think he actually ended up having to fight Ethan Krellenstein or something in the final. Oh, wow. Uh, so he lost that match. <laughs> Fair play. But he's very good. And he was talking a lot of this J-point. And it's it's very much language that comes from the new wave camp. Yeah. And very much the way they train at Sydney West is modelled off how Danaher teaches and, you know, that, um, I guess, the way to communicate position. Yeah. Because I actually hadn't heard anyone talk about that position – that way outside of that i was like oh this is a danaher thing okay cool so so continue it's funny that you bring it up because i was like i just heard that two days ago yeah okay. <laughs> and you're like j point j point it's the jeopardy point right and camping you're like what and it's this idea it's a very different it's almost opposed to my style of passing where it's like seat control yeah exactly it's not about it's like like kind of clear the legs but then hang out there and just cook them. Yes. And let them just fry their fucking midsection. Yes. And then when you want, you can pass. Yes. And then if they try to regard, you do this, you go back to the J point and you sort of intentionally staying in like the no man's land. Yeah. And uh, it's been really good for me because my, my, my habit is just always to try and go chest to chest. Mm. Like I said, it wasn't working so well against better people. So um, I've been really enjoying that. And Lockie's been like, Lockie's been teaching it to us in the class, but I always like, hey, bro. What about this part here? I tried it on you today, didn't work. What do I need to do? <laughs> nice. You know, so yeah, that's been sick. That's really cool. And um, so for you, you'd say that like the the nogi game and working on the passing, you, you mentioned a bit of leg locks before. Is that going to be something that's going to come into play this year, you think? Yeah, look, I, I was really – absolutely. I've also been enjoying the leg lock game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also I also find myself being okay with – not getting involved with it because it scares me a bit. Uh, is it because I was going to say with your knee, do you feel a bit kind of it's not hesitant the, around that? Yeah, or? but it's not the knee. Like it's uh, not that knee. Okay, because that that knee's it's more just generally speaking. I'm like you get hurt, you hurting someone. Yeah, more. I'm more concerned about me getting hurt. Sure, you know, and I'm just like, oh, this, <laughs> imagine right. Joe not caring if you get hurt in a role. <laughs> how, how uncommon! I That's trust strange. in my ability to, you know, attenuate based on your level. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck around and find out, yeah. son. Hey, we're, we're fucking gunslinging over here. <laughs> Someone's gonna get capped. <laughs> um, <laughs> no cap. That's real. But so yeah, like so. Uh, so, yeah, I really do like – I've been enjoying learning more about that and I have been learning more about that as well. But there's a part of me that that almost is now moving away from it because I'm sure. like – Yeah. Yeah, people can say what they want, like tapping early and, and it's – but I'm like – It's high stakes. It is. If you're playing that game – And if somebody just decides they're going to crank and you're already tapping, it doesn't – like the yeah. ligaments go when they go, right? And you, yeah. And sometimes like – so say something that's not spoken about is like – it's kind of hard to articulate, but the there's different 
variables that go into a submission being effective, right? Sure. Sometimes, sometimes you have the perfect positioning and the perfect control, in which case your application of the submission is Dictator. gradual and, you know, because it's, yeah. Sometimes though, your position isn't perfect yeah. and you don't have excellent control. So then you might use another variable like speed force. or perhaps, yeah, the force of the application. And all of those things are just as important for you to experiment within your training as are the perfect positioning and the control, right? So I kind of think like, yeah, in a perfect world, we could train leg locks and we could try and make it perfect. But the reality is if we're going for it and we do want to up the intensity, there is always that space for like someone coming on a bit hard and fast because yes. they felt or, – or even yourself because you're like, oh, my position wasn't good so I just went for it. Pushed a bit. Yeah. So anyway, that's just the – the other part on that is that I find um, – in a way, like say that J-point piece, yes. it's kind of anti-leg lock. Yeah, it and is. And so in a way then if you start playing that, you're kind of not training the leg locks. Like you're sure. almost shut – like people are shutting that down now. The opposite. It's like I don't want to fucking get involved in this. I'm going to sure. pass with my, my legs out, back. Legs away. Back. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Like I, I observed that about Leandro Lowe. Like Leandro is the direct counterpoint. Um, his style of passing was the direct counterpoint to Bolo's. Killing the Delaheva hook, the way he would knee cut, he would bullfighter. He wouldn't allow a person like because he trained directly with the meows. Yeah. And at that time, when they were training together at um, Cicero Costa, you know, this is eight, probably eight years ago, ten years ago. They had the preeminent bolo game, and he was the best at killing it. Like they could never bolo him. So if anyone tried to bolo him, it just wasn't happening. He had the best way to kill it, and so even when. Yeah, so it's interesting. I, I have thought that too. When I was looking at people doing birambolos, I was like, oh, Leandro is the best at beating this. I'll look at that. In the same way, I feel that there's actually great similarities to the way um, Gordon is passing that ha- has things in common, not in terms of direct technique and stuff like that, but Conceptually the methodology of getting around and not allowing people to play that game. Yeah. And, you know, it's – yeah, it's super interesting, man. It's it, – that you discover these things when you do something new and you're like, oh, now this is – you're expanding that domain. And you're like, oh, I get this. And so it, start, it, it makes you to start to think about jiu-jitsu differently. So that's cool. That's really good. Yeah, it's been fun. I actually, full disclosure, haven't, haven't, didn't really train any jits over the break. I was traveling a bit and I haven't been back yet. I'll be back tomorrow. Okay. So fucking look out, Lockie, because Big Daddy's coming. <laughs> um, better believe it. He won't hear that in time and it's probably no, better be he does because he'll fuck late. me up. Yeah, he'll, be, <laughs> he'll be hungrier than me. He's a purple belt. <laughs> Never to. forget that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, bro? Oh, man. What's your focus? This year is all about wrestling. This year is – I'm not actually oh. even going to work on jiu-jitsu. Oh, shit. I mean, I'll, I'll roll, but I'm not, I'm, not devel- I'm not actively developing jiu-jitsu. I'm just doing wrestling and if I put on the gear, it'll be judo. Yeah, okay. Like I'll go to open mats and I'll roll – and I'll be a nightmare, um, which is what I do now. I actually find it really freeing because it's like, well, I haven't really trained, but uh, I've been deadlifting, eating steak and consuming creatine at like liver king rates. Uh, you know, I put on eight kilos over Christmas of muscle. What are you at now? I'm almost 100. Wow. Like that's eight kilos in eight weeks. Brendan Sharp over here. I'm turning into the fucking other guy. <laughs> Brian Callen, the king of the sea. <laughs> no, I think it's one of those things. It's like I made a decision over Christmas because I knew I could only get in one or two jujitsu sessions here and there. I was like, no, I'm just gonna 
get as strong as physically possible. And I had a bit of a shoulder thing. That's almost 100%, which I'm happy to say. And yeah, I'm just, I'm not going in with any expectations into jujitsu. Like, oh, I have to get this, I have to get that. So it's pretty free. Like, obviously, we've talked about setting an intention. My main intention is to undo your game. This is my favorite thing. Roll with somebody, kind of feel them out, feel where their game is at, and then just bring it all undone. And when they get undone, kind of pounce. Mm. And I'm not looking you to do win. that well. I'm not. Win- I'm look- not looking to win the role. To be honest, if I can just neutralize them, I'm kind of like happy with that. And I know they get very frustrated. Yeah, that also makes me happy. Yeah, um, that sounds like a very uh, has a long a lot of longevity to it. Like uh, it's a sustainable approach. It's less labor intensive. It's way more efficient because I'm not actually trying to win. Yeah, and I know how frustrating that can be for someone who wants you to pressure into their leg lock game or push forward so they can triangle you or what or you know same thing with wrestling. My wrestling at the moment is anti wrestling. I have two really key things that I use, which even if someone's good at wrestling, it, it messes them up. And I've used it against very high-level wrestlers and they get fucking annoyed. What are those things? Um, one is kind of like a half-guard frame from standing. So when the person takes a collar tie, they, like, they put their arm around your neck, mm-hmm. you then kind of slightly overhook and you just frame under their chin. Okay, they kind of just they cannot their posture they, a bit. They cannot shoot. They have no strength in the collar tie. It opens their chin up and if they take off the collar tie, you've got the underhook, you can go under, you can whatever. It lifts their chin up and it exposes their legs. So you're coming in overhook, so around so the outside. You, I don't know if you top. remember, we were looking at um, Ty Rotolo. Uh, t- yeah, so Ty was just doing the big. He's yep. got such long arms, right? And so yep. even against like Philippe Penner, they'd take the collar tie. He would do like an overtie. Yeah. Ty would do an overtie. He would just reach because his arms are so long over the top. And keep pressuring so they couldn't – I'm literally just pummeling that forearm under the throat. Uh, nice. It's so annoying. And people don't know what I'm doing. They're like, what the fuck are you doing to me right now? And it's it's Matt. It's, it's so – it's really – and head position. If you can have your head just lower than the person's chin, they can't shoot on you. They can do other stuff. They can try and do judo stuff like foot trips and other things like that. But as long as your chi- as long as the crown of your head is lower than their chin, that you know the risk is you could get snapped down. But no one is snapping me down right now, like at all. <laughs> My posture is strong, people. We need like a hundred and twenty kilo no, refrigerator <laughs> that can just go. But goo. I did. I did. Down. I did roll with Josh Saunders. He did. Uh-huh. He did put a bit of squash on me. But that said, I I. I did okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Considering I hadn't really trained. So, but what I'm, so here's the change in my jujitsu. For too long, I've kind of relied on being strong in the same way um, and not moving. Wrestling requires you to move. I want to move. Like, I want to be a, a better mover. And I feel by focusing on, on freestyle, like freestyle and Greco, like if I can get a bit more experience than the Greco thing, that'd be good. But no, I want to, I want to move more. Like, as much as I want to be a tank. I want to be like a, a – I want to move like Bushesha. Yeah, okay. So that's my goal. I feel my – Stringing goal. your – like stringing your takedowns together, yeah, like having chaining, that kind of dynamicism bang, bang, of a wrestler. Bang, move and, 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 and use that for my conditioning because I feel like even though my strength's gone up, conditioning's probably gone down. Yeah. And then, yeah, not, not spending any time really in the gi just for, for my fingers. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, I feel like this is the number one focus for me this year because I want to out-wrestle everyone. Like I just feel like the standard of wrestling is not that good. Like if Isaac Michelle is like the best wrestler, whatever. Like 
I'm, I'm going to take Isaac down. <laughs> I'm taking like, him down. Wagner's getting it. Everyone's fucking everyone's, Kenta. He's getting it. Everyone's getting this. JT up. Torres. He's next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, they're, they're a lot lighter than me. I, I feel bad <laughs> being 20 kilos heavier. But yeah, sure. I mean, look, if I could take Kenta down, that'd be an achievement. But I mean, look, it's whatever. Like, I just feel this is something I just. You know, you neglect things in your jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And wrestling is Well, jiu-jitsu makes us very flat-footed. It does, but also it's so easy to sit the guard. Like yeah. if you're like, this is going nowhere. Yeah. And, you, you know, you've had a stand-up war and you're like, man, I just want to do some grappling here. Yeah. It's so much easier to pull guard. And I'm not saying guard game is easy. It's not, but you just pull guard. And so now we can get the game going. Yeah. Whereas if you're just having this very head-to-head, you know, Rams fighting each other type, both of us don't have enough skill to beat the other one. Yeah. It, it's much easier to actually enjoy the jiu-jitsu, but I'm setting the discipline that if I can't take them down, they will not take me down. Mm. And and I'm doing this every role from now until I'm good enough to take you all down. So what's the deal there when you're uh, – so, you know, if you're going into a session and you're saying I'm taking this person down. Yes. Uh, do you then, by nature of that, have to open yourself up to being taken down? You're yes, like, of course. Yeah, yeah, I got to eat that hundred um, percent. But also, like, I, uh, I don't want to turn my wrestling game into my rock jujitsu game where I just don't let them do anything. Yeah, and I don't initiate. Yeah, you always have the fear, like, oh, if I shoot, they'll sprawl. They'll the Yuri Simoy's game. <laughs> well, I don't want to speak bad about Yuri. No, I love you, <laughs> but but no, but like almost, you know, I'm I'm having a jab there, but. But almost that point of like he just has kind been of shutting it down. Boring. Well, arguably just, that's an ADCC thing, isn't it? Sure, he's playing you know, the rule a, set. It's a strategy, yeah. Look more aggressive, but don't do anything. Yeah, I'm not going to let you take me down. I'm also not really going to try and take you down. But just I'm just going to stay in the fight. Make it look like I'm doing enough. Push you out. Give warnings against yeah. you. That kind of thing. No, I don't think that's it. I I don't know about you guys, but I watch uh, United Federation of Wrestling or whatever. It's like. United World Wrestling Federation or whatever, and they always show the highlights of like Iranians and Americans and just like, whoa. It's ridiculous. It's incredible. I want to do that. Like I, I don't I, – I have found recently I've become very uninspired with jiu-jitsu instructionals and jiu-jitsu highlights. They're not that good. It's not like – it's not spectacular to me. It's, it's actually really boring. I mean, yeah, I think – did it? Was it ever? No, no, no. I've always loved jujitsu, but I think I've hit a feel, point of I've seen enough. I feel like wrestling and judo has same, always same. lent itself to greater spectacularism, just because yeah. the nature of the sport. You watch those highlights, you're like, "Fucking sick!" People are getting it's, tossed. Yeah, it's more like a slam dunk. Yeah, and but and it's not unto it's not to underestimate the um, complex, challenging, awesome nature of jujitsu. But I've been doing a fifty. Like this March will be fifteen years for me. I just want to change the game up. I want to be better and I feel like I'm a bit static. So I've got to, I've got to switch it up. And that's what I'm working on for me to push myself because I don't feel really confident to, to wrestle, you know? I hear that. I, I want to feel like, yep, who are you? I'm me. Let's just – let's do this dance. And, and I find it very exciting, like the scrambles. Even though it's super hard work, like my cardio, my heart shrinks a little. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me work too hard, yeah. man. Or you get the takedown, then you're like, <laughs> let's just stay here. And then they just frame and reversal, up. and you're like, fuck. Oh, oh yeah, they stand up. We've got to do it again. And again. That's and again. the, yeah, I feel great disappointment when, like, I shoot a good single, let's say. Yeah. And a good single in jiu-jitsu is not a good single in but, wrestling, right? But I sure. catch the single. Yes. And, you know, they fight for it for a bit, and then they, they pull out of it. You know, yeah. they defend, and you're like, fuck, 
why didn't I have something else to go why, to? Why didn't I, why didn't I switch to the, the double, thing, right? Or, yeah. And it's just like that, it's that two-dimensional kind of stand-up approach mm-hmm. where you try your one technique. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, try again. <laughs> yeah, okay, pull guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that too where I'm like in those, in those moments, I'm like, man, I really wish I was more proficient here so I could just string some shit together, mm. put the fool down. Yeah, for sure. And so that's – I think the difficulty is it's not as present in Australian culture. There's definitely more wrestling – around than there used to be coming yeah it is but compared to the states where they have it as a high school and a collegiate thing um yeah and it's also just keep the athleticism up i think like you just it demands athleticism so if you want to be in that arena pardon me that's what you need to do and uh what does it mean for your training are you going to go check out some different like you're going to be at some different joints yeah i'll be visiting a few different gyms and hopefully i can find something that's relatively close to where i am now because i'm in the blue mountains um, which is Western Sydney, Blue Mountains covered in eucalyptus trees, which emit a eucalyptus oil, which gives the mountainsides a blue hue, hue for the for, the, for, the, for the, the non-New South Welsh men's, women's. For you, for you out there, if you have no idea what we're talking about, when you look at the mountains from a distance, they look blue mm. and that's because of the eucalypts. It's beautiful, but it's kind of isolated. So it's, you know, an hour and 20 minutes outside the city. But no, I'm, I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to wrestle three times a week. That's my cardio. That's my skill set. I just want to become proficient at that thing and I've set myself the discipline of this year. By the end of the year, I have to be very good at wrestling. That's my goal. And if I'm not, then I've not achieved. You know, like I've put myself on the hook. Yeah. So all of you out there, come see me in December. I'll take you down. Mm, love that. But uh, yeah, I guess we, we have this conversation with the idea that you should come into the year or not even just the year, you should be thinking like, what am I going to do to get better at jujitsu? That is actually an important question to ask yourself. Or, yeah, or what, like, how can I further my jujitsu this year? Mm. Which, you know, it could be the case that you're like, maybe it's not skill driven. Maybe it's not about doing more. Maybe it's about doing things a bit differently. Yeah. But it is a, it's, it's a reflection on how it is at the moment and what the last year has been like. And then, you know, it might even be that you're like, you know what? I did some reflection and it's fucking perfect. I'm just going to keep doing it as it is. Yeah, double down. No issue with that. Sure. But it's the act of reflection, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's power right there. Um, so Sydney West then, are you out there regularly? Yeah, I mean I I went in for a session. It was good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know the guys there. You trained with our boy Bobby Sandu? I did. I had a I, – I stalled on Bobby purposefully. You know, he was, was trying to do leg injuries. hunting for blood. He wanted – he wanted – no, no, no. He was cool. Like, you know, we're cool. Uh, he was – I could see he was going for certain leg lock entries. Shutting that down. Um, he'd be a fucking nightmare. He'd go his for legs. a triangle. Man, his legs. If you got so entangled long. in those legs? He tried to go for the triangle. Yeah, he closed guard on me. And I was like, I am getting out of here. Like, <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> there's no way I'm sitting in that closed guard, man. I, I, I did. I went really hard to get out of there. Thankfully, got out of there. And then he's like, all right, let's wrestle. And then I just hit him with the anti wrestle. <laughs> and he fucking, he's like, what are you doing to me? Like, he just, I could see in his face, he wasn't quite, he's like, what are you doing? And I was just hitting him with my two major ways of blocking and he just got really frustrated. And anyway, the role didn't really go anywhere. I had a moment where I kind of passed and yeah, he just kind of inverted. He kind of went shins. Like I was like, Oh, I'm around legs. Nice. I'm going to, uh, no, nah. he kind of, inverted. like he, he awesome. actually moves really well for a guy as uh, uh, with his frame. He, he does really well. So I couldn't do much to be honest. And I just, Wanted to stall and squash him. <laughs> that was my plan. I didn't get so much squashing in, but it was it was cool. And then the role, he was like, uh, 
God, JT, I forgot you're such a rock. And I was like, well, funnily enough, that's what I've been working on. <laughs> like, you know, I've just been eating and lifting, man. That's my that's that's been my game. But I don't want I actually don't want that to be the the nature of how I roll. So I, I will probably get in there for a roll um here and there just to get test out the skills, but definitely gonna see me popping up in more of the wrestling circles. Awesome. Now it's exciting. Yeah. We got a voicemail today. We do. Let's hear it. Let's hear this. Where are we at? Oh, g'day, boys. It's uh, uh, David uh, from Sydney. Uh, listen, I'm a white belt one stripe. Um, I'm three months into my BJJ journey, and I love your show. Look, I've heard you guys say that you, know, you should develop your own style and play to your own strengths. I'm 55, I'm 105 kilos, and I've got a dodgy knee. Now, I've developed a style or strategy which basically involves me using brute strength to get to uh, side control, at which point I really try and dominate head and arm and just squeeze as hard as I can and do not give them an inch. And I hold that until I feel the life and all resistance of leave their body and at which time I'm usually good to get a uh, submission via Americana. Um, (laughs) Now, I did this. I had an open mat for the first time uh, last Tuesday I came up against a, a couple of uh, blue belts. Uh, look, I had probably 30 kilos on them, but I, I was also 30 years older, so I figured it evened out. Um, look, I crushed them. My strategy worked perfectly. Um, I did the same to a black belt, but I possibly had uh, about 40 kilos on, on her. Um, <laughs> anyway, at the end of the session, I know for a fact a couple of these guys uh, had a bit of a complaint to the uh, instructor, and the instructor came to talk to me. And, uh, you know, I'm expecting kind of congratulations, pat on the back, but he basically told me that I needed to, to change my style. So my question is this, am I doing something? Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, we lost off. the end of that one. That's okay. I think we got the gist of that. Um, am I doing something wrong? Like, I, I think there's, there's a few ways you could look at this, right? Well, what do you, what do you think his question was going to be? I think he's saying... Like, am I taking the wrong approach? He's like, should... is. Am I just working to my strengths? Like, am I playing my game? Uh, are they telling me I'm wrong? Am I wrong? I yep. think that's the framework. Yeah. And from the way it was explained, look, clearly, thank you for the message, Dave. And you, you have found something that works for you, and that's that's okay. But from what it sounds like, even though people can have certain belt levels, you sound like you're a pretty handy human. I don't know what you did before, and you said, oh, you know, I'm older and. I've only done this for three months. You sound like you could be quite a savage human. And look, I, I love to crush the life out of people too and feel their spirit rise from their body before I submit them. But generally I like to do that to people my own size and most the most satisfaction I derive is when I do it to someone my own level belt. Now you're a white belt so you're just trying to do whatever you can, right? And I can fully appreciate that. But if you've got 30 or 40 kilos on somebody, regardless of belt, Maybe you don't have to use your full strength. That's what I'd say. I don't think you necessarily have to change your style entirely, but I guess the feedback would be if you cannot beat higher belts without using your full energy, then, you know, maybe you are, you are being a little reliant on strength, so to speak. You know, And look, don't get me wrong. If, if you are able to – I guess my question would be can you use this same approach against someone your own size? Because it sounds like the people you beat up were smaller than you. And so then maybe that's not – you know what I mean? Like I think that's – yeah. where I would take it is 
definitely it sounds like you've got a strategy and that's really good because there's plenty of white belt people out there who are new in the journey they're similar they might have been in the game longer than you and they don't have a strategy seems like you've got a strategy it seems to be working for you the only thing i would ask then is can you make that strategy work against someone your own size they don't even have to be a higher belt just a white belt because if it doesn't work against someone your own kind of size and strength then you're going to say well maybe there needs to be a little bit more technical development. That's I, I'm just putting that out there as a, as an idea. What, what's your take on this, Joe? Yeah, so agree with that. I think um, the part of his thing that I'll zero in on is uh, like the coach that came and said to him, "Hey, like that's not cool." Right now, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of things that we're not quite sure about there, but um, I think probably using a strategy like that that involves brute force against a female that is much smaller than you, I think that's not cool. And while they are a black belt and while there is an argument for, yes, a black belt should be able to defend such an, uh, such a, such an attack. But 40 kilos. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a disparity. And uh, so I can see there where there's a case for a coach being like, hey, man, like don't take that approach in this context. Um, however, you know, on the flip side of that, for a coach, it, it, you know, if you were doing that to a couple of like young athletic blue belts that if, you know – I've known a lot of blue belts who are going to put the smash on me if yes. I don't put the smash on them first, sure. you know. And uh, there is a case for, well, if that's the game, then what you did was fine. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where it's very case dependent. What I would also think, you know, is relevant in that situation is that like the blue belts should be able to go, fuck, that guy just like monstered me with his A game. Okay, let's roll again and I'm just not going to let you get to the A game. And that's a that's a fair exchange in a jiu-jitsu class setting in in my you know in my opinion, where I think yeah the the probably the, the most practical takeaway is if it's working for you yeah make it work against people your size but also don't just rely on that as your strategy because remember training is not about winning training is about getting better and so while when we're rolling of course you are looking for victories uh, victory shouldn't blind your, your your desire to win shouldn't blind your actual practice of trying to improve your jiu-jitsu. And the little caveat I'd put in there is like rolling hard is definitely part of the game. But you this and this when you're early in the jiu-jitsu journey, you may not be aware of this. You may be the injury machine. <laughs> you don't know because you're just you just, you know, you're a bulldozer of a human. But you're you're just trying to do your thing, but you might actually be taking people off the mat inadvertently because you don't necessarily have the degree of control and nuance which comes from training for a while. So until someone overpowers you, Americanas you, and pops your rotator cuff, you know, like you don't know what that is. So all I'd say is that the fine line with maybe bruising someone's ego, that like where you just you kind of squash them and, and, and kill their jiu-jitsu and you are successful versus you just overpower someone and then injure them. You don't see them on the mat for a couple of weeks. You don't realise... Maybe they, they have it, they need shoulder surgery now. So it's, I guess the fine line is making sure that, yeah, rolling hard is good, but it's, don't injure people. This is, I think, the most important thing. Yeah, for sure. Dave, man, thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate the message, like, you know, get, get after it, but. Yeah, and putting yourself out there as a, as a white belt with, you know, only a little experience coming on, you know, the voicemail, I think it's, it shows you your head's in the right spot. For sure. Um, fam, if you've got a voicemail for us, you can leave one, go to bulletproofofbjj.com and just hit the podcast tab, flick a voicemail up there. And while we're talking about that, uh, if you want to build a strong body for jiu-jitsu, 
We got you. You can download the Bulletproof for BJJ app right now. It's available on App Store and on uh, Play Store for Android phones. And it's completely free and you can start training right away. Strength, mobility, connection with our community. It's all there. And we'll see you on the app. Peace. Peace.